Hi, everybody. Welcome to mine and Lily's podcast. This is the first episode of our podcast called Can Can Talks. This podcast is all about Moulin Rouge and our love for Moulin Rouge. And we are your hosts. My name is Juliet. I also run the fan account at Come What May Meeps. And my name is Lily, and I run the fan account Boulet Boulet Moulin Rouge. Um, I am currently located in all the way down in sunny Florida. What's well, not very sunny right now? It's actually really cold. <laughs> How um, cold is that though? It was like thirty-four degrees this morning. <laughs> so I would say it's kind of cold. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was about that temperature, but it felt like twenty-four. So oh, I hate that. It's the worst when it's like an actual temperature, but it's like it feels colder than it is. I'm like, I don't like that. I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, by the way. Go Joe Burrow, go Bengals, go Reds. <laughs> so, starting off, um, so how many times, Lily, have you seen the show? <laughs> I have seen the show five times, um, and I will be going for my sixth time in February with the wonderful Jules. <laughs> um, I've actually seen the show 12 times, all in the span of a year. And I will be going back for more next month with Lily. Yeah. <laughs> we are reuniting in um, NYC. This time we actually know that we're reuniting in NYC. Exactly. Um, we, um, real funny story, me and Lily met in, uh, we didn't meet. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really meet. We were both standing at stage door like a few feet apart from <laughs> But we oh, didn't like, know who we were at the time. July 30th or something. Or 29th. I can't remember what day it was. It was like right before, the day before JoJo and Derek left. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't even know each other or anything. I think like we followed each other on Twitter, but like that was the most interaction we had was just like seeing each other's tweets. Yeah. We and had then, not like DM'd each other or anything. Yeah, we hadn't talked or anything. And so we were in proximity to each other didn't even realize and then like she posted something about like being in the city and I was like oh my goodness like I was in the city that weekend she's like oh that's really cool yeah I went to the show and I staged her I was like oh my goodness I also staged her and we then both came to the realization that we were both in the city at the same time saw the same same show and we're at the stage door and from then beautiful relationship blossomed exactly <laughs> It's been a great, wild six months. It has been. So, um, Jules, when did you become a fan of the show? Um, So, I've always been a fan of the movie. So, it wasn't anything new to me. Because the movie, I, like, kind of grown up watching it. Um, it actually took me a little bit. So, I knew it was happening on Broadway. But I didn't really pay much attention to it. Um, 2019 was a really busy year for me. But it wasn't until actually, like, Broadway reopened is when I really started looking more into Moulin Rouge and watching the clips and I was like starting to see their TikToks and everything and I was like oh my god it's like you know I love this movie this musical must be good and when it was announced that Aaron DeVate was coming back like he did last year I was like you know what I've never seen a Broadway show I haven't been in New York in ages and I was like why not make this my first Broadway show? And I did. And the rest is history. 
It's been a it's been a long year since. What about you, Lily? I fell in love with the show in 2019. Um <laughs> OG Broadway fan, I should say, because the movie well, I saw the movie prior to going in 2019, seeing the original cast. Um, but the movie never really stuck with me because I think I was just my age. I was just so young when it came out. Apparently my mom took me to the movie, but because I was a baby, (laughs) um, it was the only time when I was a baby where I like acted out. (laughs) Like normally I would just kind of sleep in my mom's lap or something and like my mom would be fine. This time I was like being a disruptive kid. So (laughs) I just, yeah. So I saw, I watched the movie, got it on DVD in like 2018, like late 2018, I would say. Maybe early 2019. It was during my J term at school, which is winter break. And I liked it, but I was like, "Mm, can't really relate to many of the songs except for like Virgin, which they should have but they should have put in the the musical but um i saw the show in 2019 it was august and fell in love with that and it was also like aaron debate and karen olivo who's now known as ko um robin herder ricky rojas tam you know all all the lovely og cast um and then i took a little bit of a break because of covid and then 2023 my friend and i decided to go to new york to stage door snl but then the writer strike happened that week and i was like hey what do you want to do my friend goes let's go see moulin rouge and so we got cheap mezzanine tickets and then i fell in love with the show again and the rest is history that's like such a big gap like that's like four years it is like four years that's insane so much changed in four years like so much casting also changed in four Derek Lenna <laughs> Derek Lenna was there <laughs> I love that I wish I had told the original Broadway cast um I love the recording so yeah I miss like the Ashley Loren and Natalie Mendoza. like I don't know how to say her last name Mendoza yeah um yeah I miss that whole era <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sad. Was, I miss the was... Ashley Loren era because I love her. Ashley Loren era was one of the best eras. I was like, I came in and I started watching it as her era was coming to an end. So it was really, really bittersweet. Um, yeah. Uh, so what's next for us? I mean, we're going next month. We yeah. we we'll be back in the city. And we're back um, in the city knowing each other. Knowing <laughs> each other this time. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> knowing each other. So we'll be at the Rouge together. The amount of times Jules and then our friends Julia and Liz have been texting me, asking me when I'm going to New York next. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, I keep telling her that she needs to come because I have been so many times this year and I'm like... I think you should come with me this trip. I think you should come this trip. And finally, we were like, February, we're all going to do it. And we're all going to yeah. go into the city. And we're just going to... Oh, we're going to crack out a bunch of shows. Well, you are. I'm seeing two. But you're seeing four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm seeing Sweeney. Okay, I I caved and I bought my ticket for Sweeney. <laughs> I mean, understandable. Understandable. I think we're seeing Rouge like twice, maybe. But... So... 
also understand. It could be more than that. You know, there's been nights. It's been like a back to the back. So you never know sometimes what's going to happen. You're just in the city and you're just like, do you know what? Let's just go see it. <laughs> I was um, once considering like before because like, well, so we're going in the city. Well, I'm going in the city because Darren Chris is in Little Shop. And I was like, OK, yeah, I'm going. Um, But I was considering not going to the Rouge. I was like, can I make one New York trip and not see the Rouge? And that like in one week was just like I can't do it I have to see the rouge it's it's like impossible it's impossible to do that red windmill just wheels you back in I I thought that before I was like can I do like this weekend with no rouge trip and or just one rouge trip you know and I always end up doing it like twice I every trip I go to I end up doing it two times or three times um and I'm like wow um so much for staying away exactly <laughs> uh, even then you'll find me at the stage door i'm like i just want to venture out and see new shows and then rouge always pulls and rouge is just like come on come on i'm like fine uh, <laughs> i do see new shows i saw 25 broadway shows last year that's 12 of those being rouge but the other like what is that the other 13 were that's different. yeah that's not that's almost half but not half yeah, so that's like I feel like that's a good number of shows yeah. to see. Um and every show I did see was great. It was fantastic. So so I just want to move on to this whole overview of this podcast. This whole podcast is just like it's fun. This is all like for fun and it's something that me and Lily love. That's why we're doing this. And it's, you know, talking about experiences we had and fun things and basically anything to talk about with Rouge that's what we're gonna do um talking to people and just seeing how it goes um so for it being our first episode I thought it'd be really fun if we talk about our favorites just get to know each other get to know each other and but Rouge style but Rouge style I mean we know each other but like Rouge style so our favorites I have a few categories and um my first one I think we should go like back and forth with them but my first one is what is your favorite song in the show okay it changes based on my mood um you know if I'm feeling like a little emo I'll go with Roxanne (laughs) I'm feeling a little bit more lighthearted, I'll go like opening number but the one song that is like really stuck in my head and I think it's also just the scene I saw the show before the cast album came out but just the scene in general in the song together it's chandelier um just the way that it is like a fantasy scene like what you would see in a movie but it's just put on stage the lighting the set design i just really like the vibe of it um because it's like a green like it's just it's a fantasy scene in a in a broadway show on a stage show and it's just i love it the acoustics as well in the beginning. I have to agree. I'm also like, oh, it depends on my mood, but Chandelier is just always that song. It's just so once, you know, um it's just like you said, it's like fantasy. It's you watch it and it's just you're just transported into this world and the color and the 
the music it's it's just amazing i love that song it's definitely up there as one of my favorites i mean there's so many good songs um but i think i agree chandelier is definitely up there as my favorite song as well look at that great minds think alike yeah it's also just a cat and mouse game that christian and satine play in the scene um in the way that he chases her around is and she's as the green fairy it's so good also like the green fairy is so iconic isn't it like it's so it's the costume just, is the costume is so iconic as well i mean it's it's just one of those things okay um what is your favorite scene or line i love the rehearsal scenes <laughs> They always are just uh, both of them, even the first one. Um, I love the. I think the rehearsal scenes are always like kind of quite fun, and you see a lot of people laugh at them. I would have to say I think that's probably both of them are my favorite scenes and lines. I mean, there's so many like really fun lines, like funny, but there's also some really like impactful lines as well. Like right at the end when he says like um um a uh, place to belong, people to love, kind of thing um i'm pretty sure i said that wrong i'm so sorry but that one but also blood-sucking corporate vampires is forever my favorite line i laugh every single time i see it and whoever wrote that into the script deserves a raise <laughs> what about you lily i really like ziedler's lines um those always get me especially the one where he goes um like the Moulin Rouge is a state of mind because it's honestly so true, especially in going back to like my favorite songs, the opening number will also forever remain iconic to me because it's like you're not just transported back into Christian's story, um, but you're basically, it sets the tone, it sets the scene to you like in the very beginning. Um, you are in the Moulin Rouge, you are the Moulin Rouge. And I just love that welcoming vibe. Um, and then also the rehearsal the rehearsal scenes are hilarious. Razor, always a good chuckle to see which uh which leadler kind of goes with the razor. And then also the let me see your ass <laughs> um line. That's always funny. And especially what happens after that, because Eric has been doing Holy Riverdale for Casey Cott and it's hilarious. Okay, so Lily. Yeah. Who is your favorite character? <laughs> this is really hard. This is actually very hard. Um, this is harder than I thought when I originally came up with this question. Um, <laughs> I feel like it also depends on the day. <laughs> because sometimes I'm feeling really, like, villain-y. And I'm like, the duke but then sometimes i'm i'm in my like my goofy silly mood so i'm zietler but then sometimes i'm very level-headed so i'm satine and then i feel very golden retriever so i'm christian but i think overall okay i might have to go with the duke just because he adds a level of complexity and depending on who um who's like portraying him i mean he's very the material that he has is very funny and exaggerated i mean he sings only girl by rihanna like it's so good what about you um 
I have no idea. Can I like plead the fifth? <laughs> I oh, it's so it's hard. so difficult because I love all the characters. So like choosing a favorite. I mean, I like Santiago. He's funny. I love Santiago. I love the Duke too. I mean, Satine. It's just like. All the lady L. It's so difficult, but I think I have to. Oh my goodness. I might have to just. I'm a team Duke girl, so I feel like I have <laughs> to just say the Duke, you know? <laughs> and just say, that's it. That's the one I'm going for, is the Duke. I mean, yeah, it is just really hard. I think all the characters are very well rounded, they all have such good songs. So it's a very hard decision. That was a hard question. <laughs> okay, Jules. What's your favorite costume or fit? Oh, um, mm, oh, again, all the costumes in the show are so beautiful. Um, I think my favorite costume of all time is Satine's diamond costume when they take off the outer layer, so like the bodysuit. I think that costume is just so beautiful. Oh, like the gems on it. I think, I mean, she has the most amazing costumes anyway. Um, but I also have to give a nod to the Green Fairy. And I wish we saw more of the Green Fairy. You see it so briefly. I wish we had more time with it on stage. Because that is also a very beautiful costume. Um, I mean... Also, I love the can-can skirts. Can-can skirts are beautiful. The colors and all the ruffles, I think, you know, the costumes in the show are just divine. Um, what about you? <laughs> There's, all the costumes are so good. Um, all Satine's costumes are so exquisite and beautiful. And when my friend went to see the show for the first time and she was texting me, she's like, I'm in love with Satine's costumes. <laughs> And like you were so right for that, um, but to be really specific, I like two jackets. One of them is Christian's elephant love medley jacket at the very end, um, the navy blue one that has like the sparkles just like at the top. It just the detail um, of the sparkles at the top. It just it it's so good. And then Zedler's windmill jacket is so. It's so good. It's so good. Also, the sparkly sheer shirt on the Duke. Shout out. <laughs> you know, one thing I noticed about Zidler is when I said Can Can, his shoes have a little Z on them. And they oh, were the yeah. cutest things ever. I only noticed that once I said Can Can. I was like, oh my goodness, that's the cutest thing I've seen in my life. I just wanted to throw that little one in there. <laughs> I don't think I realized the jacket, the windmill on the jacket, until I, I, was, uh, I saw it on tour. Um, because the Ziegler took some time to just, like, turn around and show off the jacket. I was like, I never realized he has a windmill on the, on the back. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite, like, hidden gem in the show? I feel like hidden gems are, like, really fun because... When you see the see the show the first time, you're so focused. But once you've seen it so many times, you start to notice little things. So what is like one of your favorite like hidden gems in the show? Well, I wrote one down for the example. Um, one of them is the F9 or flat nine track or the painter track um, in the back uh, background of the rehearsal scene. Number two. Hilarious. <laughs> Unhinged. 
Um, I love it. And then when I sat Can Can, um, it was noticing that the um the ensemble members take the diamond strings out of the Can Can lamps. And I was like, I never realized that happened. Um, you know what? I think I have two. Okay, so the first one being um during diamonds when she goes um talk to me Harold Zidler tell me all about it he's up in the windmill with diamonds in his hands and I don't think a lot of people notice that at first because you're watching Satine but I noticed it like the third time I went and he's up there um I feel like that's kind of a hidden gem and then I don't know I've only ever noticed this with the current Christian Casey um because I sit now on the right side that when he goes up to the bar he's like (laughs) he'll like say little things like (laughs) and I guess you could say that to Hidden Gem and I think it's hilarious just to overhear him say it Um, so I think that's like my favorite Hidden Gem I also really like um, the one thing that I noticed also in Can Can um, because I was sitting on the right side um, during, I guess, I think it was rehearsal scene one. He goes up to the music coordinator. He's like conducting, right? And he's like conducting her. And I thought that was really cute. It's so good. That was so well. I noticed that with uh, when I sat Can Can for Derek and Jojo. And I was like, like I never noticed this before. Like, what do you mean? I've never, I've never noticed this. Um, because you're so engrossed so it's not until after you've seen it so many times you start noticing just the little tiny things I'm like oh I've never seen that before and it's those little things that just make the show mm-hmm. love it yeah so Jules <clears throat> what is your favorite merch item and this doesn't have to be one you own it can just be in general on the merch table um well I own so much merch so you do? <laughs> <laughs> I do I do um well, I love the hoodie. I think everybody collectively loves the hoodie. It's very soft. Um, the zip so I think up? that's like a, yeah, the zip up is yeah, it's very soft. The tote bag too. I think the tote bag is. Um, I actually only recently got the tote bag in like November. Uh, all my friends had it, and I was like, I need to get me one of these so I can like you know. They also just recently brought out a fan, and it's it's cute. It is very cute. Um, when I went. In November, it was very hot inside the Alhersfeld. Um, so that fan really came in handy. Someone had turned up the heating. <laughs> I think, yeah, there's there's so much um beautiful merch. Yeah, I think those few items are up there in my favor. I mean, the souvenir program book is also really nice. Um yeah, I'm actually super excited to go to the West End because I heard they have a few different bits of merch. Um, that's what I've heard. So I guess I will find back. I will find out and report back. Um, what about you, Lily? What's your favorite merch items? I mean, I do really like the jacket. I live in that jacket. If I'm not in my Joe Burrow sweatshirt, I'm usually in my Milan Rouge jacket. Um, I also, well, the keychain. I got the leather keychain the last time I was there. That is really cute, and it has my favorite quote: "The Milan Rouge is a state of mind." So I was like, I have to get it. Um, the one merch item that I really want, but I don't think I would use because I just don't drink a lot of alcohol at my house, um, is the shot glasses. I feel like if I, if I was at school still, I would invest, but (laughs) 
I'm living at home and I don't drink as much. So, but I do really want those shot glasses because they look really cool and it's like a set. So. I have a wine stopper. I got on eBay and it's a wine stopper. It says, it's like, it says Moulin Rouge. So cute. And it's great because I, if anyone knows me, knows how much I love wine. See, I would <laughs> so, use that way more than the shot glasses. Right? So I don't know if that was like official merch item or what, but I found it on eBay. Um, I see if I can find the link and maybe post it. Shout out eBay. <laughs> Good old eBay. All right. This is also a really hard one. What's your favorite prop or props in the show? Um... Oh gosh. I'm like blanking out. Um the razor, I mean, iconic. Gives either his razor challenge. Um, <laughs> um Oh man. I mean the handkerchief gotta shout that out too. Um just the way like it's so I don't I mean I'm sure all the Satines know how to do it but it's just the way that like she coughs and you don't see the blood and then she reveals and you're like oh there's blood there like I always that always boggles my mind <sighs> there's so many <laughs> the can can skirts if that's a prop <laughs> I don't think it is but um but we'll give you the point for it <laughs> Uh, we'll give it to you. It can be a costume and a prop at the same time. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they do, like, frill it around, so it kind of is. Um, oh, my God, props. I said there's so many good ones. Um, all the time. Um, I think the coolest ones are the absence glasses, because oh, yeah. how they, they, those are pretty cool, because, like, they just... I, I think that's fun. Though I will have to say, I'm a bit biased. My favorite prop, I think, has to be Duke money. Um, I mean, you ca- it's coming from a man with wealth and taste. It's got to be good. So I do love the Duke money. I do actually own some Duke money. And I <laughs> love it. So I would have to say the absence glasses, the Duke money. Um... I'm like blanking. I, I know I'm missing. St- I think the hand. Yeah, I have to give a nod to the handkerchiefs as well, and the stages and it progresses. You know, like mm-hmm. it starts off small and then like right at the end, it's like fully. You know, um, so props to them for that. So <laughs> props to the props department <laughs> for those props. <laughs> I did forget about the absinthe glasses. I have like a set of like light up glasses, and my friend and I had fun with those. <laughs> We had too much fun because there is a green option and it, it's just like you you press it and it comes up like a different color each time, but there is a green option and I always try to get the green. Alrighty, what is your favorite dance move or dance number? Oh, well, I mean, okay, dance number it has to be backstage. Uh, backstage romance is like that number. I remember first time seeing it, my jaw was like on the floor the entire time um because it's amazing it's like three or four minutes of just people pouring their heart out and dance and it's amazing and the lighting and everything with it is amazing um so that's my favorite dance number my favorite dance move is definitely um in shut up and raise when they do the slam slam you know and like that is my favorite one i think (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, I'd have to say those two. What about you? I, I mean, you're a you like to dance, so I feel like yeah. you have like a. I just want to say that Jules and I both did the dance move at the same time on Zoom. Um. Oh man, yeah. I mean, it for dance number. I think for me, it's a tie between the opening and backstage romance. The opening is just oh, it's so good. It's so good. The amount of kicks that they have to do. And it's also the way that, like, because I'm definitely dominant on my left leg. So my right leg does not go as high as my left when I kick. The way that they're both even on all of these ensemble members, like, could not be me. Um, favorite dance move? Um, well, the toss and bad romance. Like, the flying through the air. Um, also, Christian's. Christian's pose at the end of that number as well. <laughs> it's just leaning back so dramatically. And then this is kind of a hidden gem from a dancer, but it's just the it's during the opening number during the Duke's entrance. Um, where it's like when I want and it's the yeah, it's the uh boom, 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 and then like dip thing. It's just on beat and it's so good. Like I can't, it's so good. You know, you said about the backstage romance throw. I just want to put out there that I missed the backflip. So please bring it back. The West End does it. There's Australia a backflip. You didn't. The West End back, like the West End backflip. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. That's not the right word. The um, when is it in the, the opening? No, it's in backstage romance. I didn't know they did a backflip in that. Well, yeah, because they took it away. But um, it's basically uh now they do it like it's like a jump for christian but they used to take christian they used to like flip him yeah before they oh yeah i do remember yeah yeah so i miss that please bring it back like i said the west end has it the australian production has it you know the german production have it has it i'm like bring it back to broadway i miss it um i thought you meant like a literal backflip and i was like where in backstage (laughs) romance is there a back tuck (laughs) just boink um okay so it's kind of relates to what we talked about already but what's your favorite we said favorite song but what's your favorite like mashup because you know like so many of the songs have so many songs mashed up in it like elephant love melody has like so many songs i think i read there's like 80 songs all together like in the show or something like that it's something crazy so what is your favorite mashup of songs there's so many but the one it's in the opening it's the very last chorus of Lady Marmalade in the opening where the guy starts singing, you spin me right round, baby, right round. It's like, it. it's like, how does one create, how does one know that those two songs go together perfectly like that? I don't understand. It's like, we, how does one know? Um, and you know what's really interesting about that is... Um, this is a little nod to like who sings I used to think that song was sung by um Boy George. And it's not sung by Boy George. I just want everyone to know, but I used to think that that was sung by Boy George. So I used to be like, um, so when I found out he was coming, I was like, Oh, isn't this song in this show? And it's not him, everybody. It really isn't. It's just me having a stupid moment. <laughs> um, that is a good one. I think 
Uh, you know what? Um, in Sympathy for the Duke. They sing, it's basically Sympathy for the Devil, and it's mixed with, um, You Can't Always Get What You Want. Pretty sure there's probably another song mixed in there. But I like that one. I mean, I like that whole song, but I like the mat, the, the, um, the mashup. I think Elephant Love Melody has some good, like, mashups too, like, um, they have a lot of different, like, Tina Turner and everything. Can't keep up. I mean, I couldn't list all the, not the songs in there, so, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah. So, um, what is your favorite stage door experience or memory? And I'm also just gonna mash these two ones together because they're kind of similar. Or your favorite interaction with the cast member? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I've stage door quite a few times. I do love to stage door. I think stage drawing is a really, really fun time. Um, I think it's a time for you to connect with people. Um, so it's really difficult. I think my best. I'm gonna answer the second question first. The interaction with a cast member. Um, I was really fortunate enough to meet um Ashley Loren back in July the same night that you and me were both there um and I was able to meet her because she came to see Derek I'd met Derek earlier that night too um but I met her and I think that was like a really amazing interaction because she I think she's been a wonderful human being and I just got to stand there and talk to her and um just about life and then I also had a really great conversation with Mesh. I had like a 10 minute conversation with her and it was just an honest, you know, just talking about this and just, you know, Broadway and all that kind of stuff. I think that has to be like my favorite interactions. Stage of experiences. Um, I think every time you go, it's always an experience. You never know what's going to happen, I think, as well. And you never know who's going to come out and what's going to happen when you see them. Um, I, yeah, I think it's just, I don't think I have, like, one favorite, like, stage or experience. I think it's just every time it's something fun and something different. Um, and it's just nice to catch up with them. Because once you go so often, you just sit there and you're honest with them and you talk to them. It feels kind of nice that they recognize you and they talk to you and, like, how are you? You know, it's, it's always a really nice feeling and... I've kind of stopped doing the whole pictures and all that now because I feel like I've seen these people so much. I just want to say hi and like, how are you? And, you know, kind of go from there. But yeah, what about you, Lily? <laughs> I feel like she I knows know what's the answer, coming. To, know what's the coming. answer to this question. So um, I'm just like, I first want to say you are absolutely right about the stage door. It is such a fun experience. Um, and if you go to a Broadway show, any Broadway show, it doesn't even have to be Rouge. Definitely see if you can stage door. Um, I just think it's so cool to meet the actors that make the show on stage, even if it's not the lead actor, even if it's not, um, you know, the star of the show. It's so cool to see collectively who makes a show possible, um, who keeps a show running. Um, and you have some of the most wonderful, delightful conversations from the cast members. Um, 
So yeah, definitely stage door. But Jules knows what's what's up. Um, favorite cast interaction. Um, I'll keep it brief. But um, one of the swings, Dylan Ball, uh, followed me on Instagram, and I basically just like asked him if he wanted to hang out. And then when I was in the city the same weekend, Jules was in the city and we didn't know each other. Um, my friend and I got to go out with him and another swing in the show, Olivia Cece. And uh, we went out to a bar, got some drinks, and it was really fun just to like talk to them outside of the stage door. Um, I talked about this like on my YouTube channel, but um, I just feel like there's a there's obviously a physical barrier but sometimes there can be a little bit of like an emotional barrier there because you feel like you don't want to like keep them too long um they have lives they have family significant others pets they just did a huge nearly three hour show they're exhausted they want to go home they want to eat food they want to take a shower rest their feet for the next day rest their voices for the next day um so it was really nice just to like be in a more casual setting that didn't feel as rushed um and we just talked about life and theater and it was so fun it was so fun i feel like this is so prominent to talk about ever since recently that tiktok video of jordan fisher talking about say during haiti sound and i watched the tiktoks and it really made me think because um I don't like to be negative, but I, I've had negative stage door experiences yeah. and not all of them. I, unfortunately, some of them have been at Rouge and that's not because of the cast members. That's just because there's been people who have pushed me and shoved me. And um, I've had bad stage door experiences at other shows too. Uh, and it's a shame because um, it, it it's not nice. Um, and I watched Jordan's TikTok and, you know, I understand where he's coming from and like you just said you know these people you know sometimes they just you know, they just want to go home and you know they've just done like nearly three hours and some days you know I love going on Saturday night so they've just done double show you know so it's definitely um I always feel like stage door is something that is and it's a privilege I always find it's a privilege for me um and all my friends around me agree um you know, it's, it's, I tell people who've never been to a show or want a stage door and I kind of run them down. I'm like, you know, it's a privilege. It's not a right. It's not, you know, Hey, we have to, you know, the actors have to stage door. We have to do it, you know, um, or they don't have to take photos or whatever. And I think it's, um, so when you do get those moments, I really like, and just like you just said, you just want to cherish them because they are, um they're special because they're not you know they don't happen often or if they even if they do happen often it's just it's connecting with these people on a different level and you know they um they do so much like good stuff and they are amazing and it's it's really nice to see them and yeah so that's a whole thing on stage though. I think it's like a whole big conversation and a big I think it's a big debate that's been going on ever since like COVID as well, um, stage drawing. So it's definitely, it's, um, like I said, there's, there's mixed reviews on it. 
I think. Um, but anyway, moving forward. Okay, <laughs> I love this one. What is your favorite seat slash section at the theater for you to sit in, Lily? Are we both laughing because of the right and left of the house? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> I was like, we're going to sit this side. That's the wrong side. No, this is the left. I was calling like the opposite. And I was like, is it not this one? I mean, we were on FaceTime and we were having, it's like four of us having this full-blown argument <laughs> on which side was left and right. She goes, it's the side the stage door is on. And we're like, that's the right side. And, and she was like, that's the left. It's so good. <laughs> really, I now know. <laughs> I was just calling it that. I was like, you know, that one, right? That one. Um. Okay. Yeah. So for me, um, it depends on my budget. <laughs> Um, but I normally like to sit in the orchestra. I sat in them as once. It was cool because, like, cheaper seats. We were on a budget, so no problem at all. But I feel like in the Mez, um, I feel like I'm missing a little bit of the action. Like, I don't know. Like, you can still get a little bit of the action in there. Like, it's still a beautiful story. You hear the music and everything. Um, the Duke is still charming from the mess, but at the same time, it just does feel like you're not in it as much as you are in the orchestra. Um, if I want to splurge, I would go second row because it's enough to not kind of have your nose on the, on the front of the stage and like looking up, but it's also close enough that you can see all the action that's going on and understand the story i do like can can as well but i also didn't think i got as much of the story and that's fine because i've seen the show multiple times i know the story i know the show inside and out at this point so i didn't mind that but yeah and i think also i was a little bit overwhelmed by all the action going on around me that i couldn't really even focus on the story um but I would probably say second row to the right of the house <laughs> so I can go to the bathroom and get out of the theater quickly. <laughs> so true. I've done second row. I've done second row like two times. I think the, So the first time I ever went, I did second row. I was like middle second row and it was, was like, oh, this is same here. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. And then like the second, I, the second time I went, I did the same thing. Um, I've sat Can Can once, and I actually sat Can Can for the second to last show for Derek and Jojo. So, like, the energy was just like insane. Um, I've never sat mezzanine, actually, I've never sat mezzanine. Um, and I'm not a snob, I just, I've just never, just never sat it. It's just never been on my cards. I've sat left and I've sat right. And honestly, right now, I think I can say my favorite place to sit is like um orchestra right like f area g row g and all that i think that's for the last ever since august that's where i've been sitting so i am a big i think it's just i know it's partial view so first of all it's a little bit cheaper partial view and like you miss all you really miss is the elephant um so you don't really miss a lot and 
I don't know. It's just, you feel like, I also feel like you have a bit more like casting directions as well. They kind of like, you know, you feel like you're close and you feel like you're in the show. Same with Can Can. I just, um, Can Can is sometimes a little expensive for me. <laughs> Yeah. So I have to pick and choose um, because I was able to get Saturday night tickets once for like not even 200 so it was pretty good but apart from that they are very expensive Karen Karen. Um, so it's Rightfully not always... so. You're basically I mean, in yeah, the show. <laughs> you're basically in the show. Um, I, unfortunately though Karen Karen can be a little bit like, like ooh I can't afford it. Um, Karen Karen is fun though. So if you haven't done Karen Karen do it. It's an experience um it's definitely like i said you really feel like you are in the show um it is a bit small it's a bit tight squeeze a little bit of an uncomfortable seat but a little bit uncomfortable but it's so worth it um yeah i think that's my favorite seat slash section section (laughs) (laughs) jules Yes. Are you Team Christian or Team Duke? Look. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm a Duke girly. And if you see my meme account, I make so many memes about the Duke. And I always talk bad about Christian. I love Christian. I do love Christian. But it's Team Duke. I, I have to say Team Duke. I'm a Team Duke girl. What about you, Lily? Are you Team Duke or Team Christian? So, um... I think morally, I'm team Christian, but I do think that there are a lot of good arguments for Team Duke, because first of all, this man had no idea that Satine was having an affair, a full-blown affair with another guy for months. We could make a whole episode. On the arguments for Team we Duke could, and Team and we might. <laughs> we might do this. This might become an episode topic. Because, rightfully so, like, Satina's basically cheating. She's basically agreeing to cheating. And so is Christian. He came up with the idea. And the Duke has no idea. So, rightfully so, if somebody cheated on me, I would be angry as heck. <laughs> I wouldn't be as violent as the Duke, but I would be mad. Yeah, there's like so many. I feel like people are gonna come after us for saying that, but you know, I. It's like a. It's if it's like pros and cons to every character, and I think the Duke is one of them that has like so many pros and cons. You know, because I'm like, okay, he's upset because of this, but then also I'm like, okay, maybe that's just not the best way he should have gone around it, and then like you know, there's just some. Um, I think there's definitely. Yeah, I think it's 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 a it's a debating topic. I see people debate it on uh on on the on the good old Instagram, and I would just say just because we're Team Duke doesn't mean we're bad people. Okay. Yeah, I also want to say that like Christian definitely has the better morals. <laughs> he has the better level head. Um, I mean maybe not in you know Roxanne or whatever, but <laughs> um he definitely does like in the end have the better the better views i guess because it's like the duke is violent he's very violent and you don't want satine to or you don't want to put anybody's lives at risk um so that's where i'm just like that's where i draw the line 
but I mean, the Duke has every right to be mad, just not I mean, in the way <laughs> that he's mad. To come to the defense of Duke, you know, <laughs> it was only allegedly killed a man. You know, it wasn't like there's no like evidence. I mean, you know, it's all alleged. You know, God forbid, Aristocat, Aristocat, <laughs> you should so make that a sorry. meme. I should. Um, I can't even remember the name. God forbid people like the Duke have hobbies, okay? That's what I'm just going to say. Um, but yes, we love them both, but a little bit more on the Team Duke side, okay? Sorry, Christian. <laughs> um, okay, and then um, what do you like the movie or the Broadway musical better? Also like- a big debating topic. This is such a huge debating topic. Again, we could make a whole es- ep- episode comparing <laughs> both of them. Um, that's it's really difficult because there's some things in the movie that like I wish were in the musical, and there's one like day I'll fly away. one day I'll one fly. day I'll fly. That one deserves so much better. And there's like some things that are in the musical that I'm like, I love this. I will say, I'm unapologetically myself, and your song better in the movie than it is a musical i'm so sorry i know so many christian stands are gonna come after me it's a beautiful song but i i just prefer the me the movie one um but it's um it's there's again there's like pros and cons to each you know i love the show that must go on in the movie that's kind of sad that i didn't come to the musical but there's also bits in the movie that i'm like Eh, you know and i actually prefer the pitch song in the musical than the movie so again i think it's like a whole debating subject i think i think i'm 50 50 i love the movie it's comfort movie i also love the musical so i I don't think i have like i think it's like a 50 50 for each then pros and cons but neutral i'm neutral i know people who like hate the music and i'm like oh my goodness um but yeah so i'm like solid ground 50 50 (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go with the musical. I don't hate the movie. I have nothing against it. I just feel like I was a little too young. Um, and so I didn't really get a lot of the culture references in it, except for the Madonna one, which, I mean, I wish the Duke had, like, a virgin still in there. I think he would have been. it would have been so funny. Maybe only girl is the, like, a virgin, but... um. I will say that, um, keeping it brief, but I do want to say that, like, there's things that the movie does that does it better just because it is a movie. Um, you know, you can do so much more with editing, with camera work, with, um, the way it's filmed, the way it's directed, um, on stage, you really only have a stage, (laughs) And maybe some lighting and set, but you don't have like the cinematography that the um, that the movie has. And like going back to your song, it's very much more of like the the love is encapsulated a little bit more because they have more of a cinematography experience. The camera moves a little bit more in it, um, so it's a little bit more on the romantic side. And then with the pitch, you know, it's. I think it's funnier to see the actors on stage try to make up this this show on the spot. 
like it's so much funnier because all the chaos is happening at the same time whereas the camera can focus on like one thing or another thing and then you kind of on stage see it all happen at once so yeah it's a very debated topic and I think that there's pros and cons for both as well so I like that that's so true okay so this is a good one what captivated you the first time you saw the show like what was it about the show that you were like oh my god this is amazing yeah um so before I say my answer these next two questions I want to say that these this is kind of like almost our purpose of a podcast a little bit like if we have guests on or anything like that we're always going to go back to these questions because I just think that they're more like thought-provoking questions um so what captivated the first time I saw the show I mean going back to that opening number just being in the action I mean I sat second row middle like you (laughs) I now have learned that I like to sit on the edge because I have a small bladder and I like to pee and run for the bathroom there's a whole story (laughs) everybody knows what the toilet situation is like at the Alhurstfeld and it is at every Broadway theater really because there's only one bathroom (laughs) literally that's why I got a five napkin burger before just so I can use a restroom because I'm like it's it's rough. It's, it's rough. rough. It's, it's rough, rough at the hours. Okay. I mean, I was at Hamilton. This is how it all started. I was at Hamilton sitting like I think third or fourth row center. Not throwing away my shot, nonstop blackout, right? I run to the bathroom and I don't even care about the people that are like there. <laughs> I just climb over them. And my parents had to like apologize to them because I just ran to the bathroom. Um, and so I'm like, I'm avoiding that. So I'm just going to sit on the edge. <laughs> but yeah, I sat second row center the first time that I went and just being encapsulated in just, just being not encapsulated, immersed in the, in the show, in the, um, in the spectacle. Also, when you walk in to the Al Hirschfeld Theater, um, and this is just specifically at the Al Hirschfeld Theater. They try to do their best with tour, but it's like they have the cages there. They have the elephant, the windmill. They have everything. The and, and the what pre-show is- as well. So oh it's God. like you're basically, you feel like you're transported to France in that time, era, in that era, in that time period. And I think that's what really, I mean, even my dad and my mom were just like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) And then on top of that, the incredible dancing. I mean, I mean. (laughs) I think I'm like the same way. I, first time I went, I actually took my dad. My dad had never seen a Broadway show, but he, he you know he likes it like we went to see Rocky Horror Picture Show when I was like 16 so he's into musicals but he's not like me he's not like you know so um I remember just I kind of like you that opening number I was hooked and I was like and you're watching especially like even if you're not even in the second row just anywhere and you're hooked and it's just happening and so much is happening and it's just like you know, that opening number is like eight, I would say it's eight minutes of pure bliss for me because it's, it's amazing. Um, so I think that like just captivated me, the set, the, the story. I mean, I knew the story 
it's just it's just cute you know it's a love story and love stories are always really fun so and it's just I think it was that and it was the characters and you just fall in love with it so I think it was just a mixture of everything and it just captivates you and I remember leaving the theater I was like I have to see this show again like I I need I remember the next night I saw Hamilton that's what I put that in there because you said about Hamilton. <laughs> um, I mean I was wanting to see that on Broadway for a while anyway so I was like well it gets me around to it you know I remember leaving the Al Hirschfeld and being like, I have to see this show again. Like, I have to come back. And I would do everything to come back. And here we are. <laughs> 12 going on like 13, 14 shows. So, um, adding on to that question, what keeps you coming back? Like, what is it that keeps you coming back to the tour or the Al Hirschfeld? I mean, I've never seen it on tour you have um so what keeps you coming back to the show I mean other than the energy um of the show I think it's the cast (laughs) it really is the cast at this point um you know it's like each time you're just like oh I can I can like you know they they don't have they they're saying that they're announcing a new Christian or a new Satine or something like that and I'm just like, okay, maybe it's someone that I'm just like, okay, maybe I can take a little bit of a break. Then they announce it. And I'm like, darn it, I have to go back because I need to see this person. And I mean, I saw Derek twice, but um, yeah, it really is the cast at this point. And like, I think it's to the point where like, I would be very happy if I saw an understudy go in. Like if I saw... Aaron C. Finley, Christian, or he was amazing. By the way, I mean, I he was heard, my I've he was my the... second Christian, and he was phenomenal. Also, Dylan Christian, still need to see that. Still need to see Dylan Ziedler. That's a big one for us. But yeah, that is a that's a big one. I really hope that's... Finley can have like a principal, like run. That would be amazing. He deserves it. He really He's been does. with the show since Boston, right? So, like, since the uh, no, I think I think he joined. I think he did join. In Boston. I have to check my Boston playbill. I know Dylan's been there since Boston. I think Finley has too. You might be right. I have to check. Don't quote us on that. <laughs> I think it should be. I think it should be Finley Christian and Dylan Duke on principal. Yeah, we should get those as principals. Um, they deserve it. But it's, I mean, they also, because, like, Finley has had to go in for Casey a lot mid-show. And it's like, I wish I could do that. I wish I had that skill <laughs> just to know the track so well. And just, like, go into and it. Just and go just go into it like, and be okay with it. Like, hop, like, a quarter through the show and just be like, boom, and just turn it on. Like, I'm I'm absolutely. Just at any point, too. It. Yeah. And just even anyone, like not even just C. Finley, like all the ensemble swings, you know, you they've happened where swings have like swung on and they just boom and they just turn it on. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like how they can just, you know, I think, um, kind of off topic, but I think Milan Rouge is such a heavy ensemble swing show. And I think that the ensemble and this I mean I love the principles but I think the ensemble and swings really make the show I think um I've seen it so much before in the past that ensembles and swings in 
all different shows, not just Moulin Rouge. I just feel like don't get enough love. And I think this is one of the shows that really, really highlights the ensemble because without them, this show just wouldn't be the show. I mean, Um, there would be no can-can dancers. Yeah. And there would be no Duke's backup men. The way the Duke has a whole backup squad too. That's like just so dukey. I'm like, that is such a Duke thing, and I love it's it. It's such a Duke thing. Christian could never. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, um, my gosh. Well, that's really fun that that's what keeps you coming back. I think kind of the same for me. Um, I mean, I love all of the cast. I love all of them. But definitely, like, um, I, I do love when they announce, like, people coming for a limited run. I'm like, oh, that's, like, that's really cool. I'm already going back, but it's going to be also really cool to see them. Like, um, Titus, when they announced him, I was like, oh, that's really cool. I mean, I'm going to go, but I'm excited to see his version of this. I think it's super exciting to see different people's portrayals of different characters. You know, I've seen a lot of Christians. I'm missing one Christian, that's Dylan Paul. Apart from that, I've seen all the Christians. And I've seen each one do different stuff with it. Same with Satine, I've seen different Satines. So I think it's really exciting. But I think also what keeps me coming back is my friends pressuring me. Uh, they just are just like, you should come. And I'm like, you know what? Sure, why not? Um, my last, literally. So my last trip back in December, the night before I flew out, I got a text message from a close friend of mine. And she said, by any chance, do you want to go see Rouge tomorrow? And I was like, it's a Pope Catholic? Of course I want to go see Rouge. So we ended up seeing it like twice in that weekend just because of the fact that she just asked me, you know, and it's it's fun spontaneous moments like that. But I think that is, yeah, what keeps you coming back is like I said, cast, seeing people, um, the show itself. And like I said, um, my friends are really bad influences. <laughs> they just have you to say of the day, me. if a friend asks you to go to Rouge, you go to Rouge. <laughs> You say yes. You always say yes. <laughs> but I think these two questions, like you said, are really prominent and that we're going to use a lot when talking to other people because it's fun to re- like know why do people do this and what is it about the show that keeps them back, bringing them back, you know? Um, so. All right, to end the podcast, I got one last question for you. Okay. Um, it originally says rank the shows that you've seen, but you've seen 12 of them, so we're gonna go <laughs> top three. Um, top three. Well, the sing along, the sing along has to be up there. I wish I went that to was that. that was one of the the energy that night was just I've never been in a place where the energy was like that. Um, so I'd have to say the sing along. When I first saw Dylan Duke, that was a really exciting one for me. That was a very exciting night for me because I had been wanting to see his Duke for a long time and it wasn't announced. Like it just was on the board. So I think that was a great show for me just because it was just, I was like, oh, that's really cool, you know, understudies. And then I think, oh my goodness, it's so difficult. I think my first time going, my first time seeing it with Aaron Tveit, that's definitely really memorable because it's your first time. I think your first time is always like a memorable show for you. But yeah, I would say those three. 
in no particular order. Like, I don't know if I could, like, rank them, rank them, but those are, like, the most memorable shows. I'm probably missing something. Um, So many shows. I mean, every show you go to is, there's some things that happen that are just so memorable. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, those are my top three. What about you? Your top three. It's hard because I have five. <laughs> You're 12 to choose from. I have five. Um, okay. In no particular order. Um, I mean, as you said, the first time always has to be in that top three. Um, and I saw the original cast, so you know, I gotta I gotta give it to the original cast and um, you know, seeing that in 2019. Um and Aaron Savate. And I was also in my gossip girl phase with my mom. So you gossip girl fans know what's up, Trip Vanderbilt. <laughs> um and I would probably say July 30th, not because of what happened after the show, but because of um, just the the energy. It was like that bittersweet energy. I've never been to a happy trail show, so I didn't exactly know what was going to happen. Like, obviously, there were flowers and stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I sat second row then and it was so close and you could see just the emotion of everybody um, everybody was just, you could see people like crying kind of and hugging each other, you know, off the stage and Derek's like final kind of Christian speech at the very end, his voice is cracking and I'm like crying. Um, and like being in the performing arts industry for a little bit as a dancer, um, obviously not as like big as like you know an extended run in a show like Derek's been with the show for a year or more our shows only lasted like maybe tops two weeks <laughs> but still like it's just you create such a family with rehearsals with notes every day with going in early getting hair and makeup done um bonding with the rest of your cast um you you just get so many memories and they're always going to like live on in your in your mind and everything and in your heart but it's just the 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 feeling of leaving a show and leaving people in a family that is so important to you where it's just like you learn so much about yourself about your life about your journey in the performing arts and i truly felt that i felt like oh like when um mesh she was healed one um you know, put the, put the flower on Derek's, like, jacket in, um, We Are Young, or I don't know what the actual song, Truth, Beauty, Freedom, and Love, um, I think it's the track on the, on the album, but, um, like, that whole scene, it was, like, oh my gosh, like, my mind was, like, that's the last, you know, scene on stage that they're probably gonna do in a while, you know, if he comes back or not, but, you know, it's just, I think that, that really, it got to me and that's why it's in my top three and then the third one i'm choosing is gonna be tour <laughs> seeing john cardoza and yvette <laughs> i mean yvette was the alternate at that point but i had no idea she was in hadestown until i started listening to hadestown and i was like oh my god also i didn't realize she performed with aaron Tveit in greece live <laughs> as chacha i didn't know that either and then I like saw a clip of Chris live. I was like, I've seen her before. And then I realized it was her. And I was like, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it was like one of those oh my god moments. But yeah, no, Hades Town. Hades Town is another love of ours. Oh, so good. Um, it's so good. We, we do love Hades Town. Hades Town is a good show. There's so many other shows, and I feel like we have to definitely get into it on another episode. Like our other shows that aren't Rouge. Um, yes, we do watch other shows, other shows <laughs> that are not Moulin Rouge. Um, In the <laughs> Heights is one of my favorites. That is a great show. Waiting for it to come back to Broadway. Uh, <laughs> so many shows. We're waiting for the revival. Um, but yeah, that's. I haven't seen, I, I'm hoping to see tour one day. Um, because... I want to see what's up with like the the Christian on tour now. Is he the like the understudy or is he the alternate or Christian Douglas? No, not him. The other one. Oh. Oh, the, yeah, I think he's the understudy, I yeah. guess, or the alternate. And then Ariana is the standby. And I feel like I'm like, I mean, I want to see Gabby too, but I haven't seen Ariana on stage in a while. So I think it'd be really nice to see her back again. See, that was nice um, seeing Courtney on, on Broadway because um, I didn't get to see her on tour. Um, and Yvette was amazing. Her voice is... She's I want her voice. Um, her voice is so smooth. Um, and yeah, so it was kind of nice seeing Courtney on Broadway. I'm like super excited though because, like, now that John's coming back to Broadway, in the Notebook. If you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> and if you didn't know, that means you're living under a rock. John Cardoza. But now that everyone. John Cardoza is coming back to Broadway, and it makes me so happy because he's going to be on Forty Fifth Street, not far from the Al Hirschfeld, and it kind of warms my heart. Like he's going to be so close. Does um, he want to and... be like an emergency Christian? <laughs> Honestly, you know the emergency cover that Aaron Tveit did, but this time it's John Cardoza now. Um, because Aaron Aaron Sweeney, you know he's, you know, um. Which I'm so excited for him. I'm very excited. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be different for him. He doesn't really do dark things. He's always like quite that golden retriever. Assassins. Okay, I didn't see assassins, so I can't talk. Next to normal. Okay. There's rumors that it's coming back, and I love that show. We're gonna manifest, but like apart from that, recently he's only really done like he's been doing Christian for so long. And Catch like Me If You Can, that, that one is also a little bit, I mean, it's different, but it's still. Spoiler, I've not seen Catch Me If You Can, I've only seen the movie, and the movie is fantastic, I haven't seen the musical, so I need to check that out. Um, But, you know, he's been waiting Christian for so long, and it's like this Labrador Retriever kind of thing, you know? So I'm really excited to see him in a very dark role. Sweeney is such a dark role, so. I think it's probably the darkest i mean i i don't know much about assassins but it might be the darkest role that he's done i i think so i think uh, i have to agree with you so i'm excited to see this different side of him um and i'm excited i have my ticket and i am ready um so i love seeing moulin rouge alumni um different different shows so um yeah like I said, we could do a whole episode talking about other Broadway shows. I feel like this episode's but like two hours, but... This episode feels really long, so apologies. Um, but I think we've covered everything for this episode. Yeah. So this is the start of a new series, and we're super excited to keep bringing you more episodes and just keep going. We're going to so... have a fun time. 
we are gonna have a ball um anyway on that note (laughs) it's time to say goodbye yes but we'll be back thanks for listening everyone thank you for listening to us blabber (laughs) probably like two people but it's fine that's fine (laughs) okay bye everyone (laughs) goodbye